Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment. And I think I've got it now. I just have to adjust my seat, move up a little bit. But uh, happy Waco Day. I don't know what it, it's Patriots Day, isn't it? Although I did see something where it was what April 16th is Patriot Day. Is it something that changes on the calendar? Kind of like, I don't know, uh, Easter Sunday is always on a Sunday, but not the same calendar day. I don't know. I don't know how Patriots Day works. Uh, I've heard April 19th. I've heard April 16th with the uh, Boston bombing, mar marathon bombing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, this is the day where two big events have happened. Uh, one, it's the 30th anniversary of the Waco siege coming to an end, and that's putting it very delicately. Um, yeah, the, the Branch Davidians, uh, burned alive by people who were supposed to, uh, uh, serve and protect them. And protect they did not do, nor did they serve. They especially did not serve that warrant very well at all. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to know more about um, more about what happened at Waco, there's a very good documentary. There's a link to it uh, through Odyssey at thecollapseexperiment.com called Rules of Engagement, where you learn what actually freaking happened that day. Uh, you learn about the Senate committee, how the president douchebag in charge um, said that the ATF did absolutely nothing wrong. And it's very obvious that uh, David Koresh uh, <clears throat> decided to send himself to heaven along with several other people, which you also learned that is not true either. Yeah. So, um, that's an unfortunate event, and now we have a really, from my understanding, crappy TV series on Showtime called Waco, The Aftermath, where they get all of their historical facts and evidence wrong because Hollywood has to have that, uh, oh, what do they call that, creative license in order to tell a better story? Didn't the FBI already do that? Like... McVeigh did everything on his own because he's such a super nerd and genius that, yes, even he can make a redneck device in the back of a rider truck that will do the amount of damage that... Th this guy couldn't even blow up a rock uh, not that long beforehand. So uh, I don't understand um, how they were able to pass off that really crappy explanation for what happened that day. But uh, apparently they did. And uh, from my understanding, if you are listening to this podcast slash YouTube video um, later today, possibly tomorrow, I don't know if you got the timing right on it, but uh, No Way Jose podcast with Jose Galsan uh, has a special guest on for the anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing, which also happened today, 28 years ago. Yeah, which they try to link to Waco, but personally, uh, I believe that uh, for some reason, the federal government likes to push this idea that terrorists like anniversaries. 
it's really just our culture that celebrates the anniversary of like anything, right? Um, I think terrorists are more concerned about getting their message across and they're not really concerned about what day on the calendar that happens on because they want that event to be significant by itself, not linked to something else. But I, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so for some reason, Oklahoma City happened on the anniversary of Waco. Uh, although Timothy McVeigh was a racist, white supremacist, anti-government, alleged militia, but not a member of any militia, white trash, nationalist piece of crap. That's the explanation we've heard. Um, he was really mad that a group that uh, allowed black people within their ranks uh, were killed. So that's interesting. I did... Uh, I also found that he was pretty mad about the whole, uh, was it, the assault weapons ban that Clinton signed in a year before Waco. So uh, that also tied into the Turner Diaries explanation of things. So yeah, I don't know. Was he a white racist that was pissed off that a bunch of black people were burned alive? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Nothing about the Oklahoma City bombing makes a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. Uh, even his, his confession was complete BS, which I talk about on, uh, my Substack. Also the collapse experiment at Substack, if you want to go check that out. But, um, yeah. So yeah, today is an anniversary and if anything happens today, I really hope nothing happens today. We're already eight hours into today. I haven't heard of anything happening, but Hey, give it time. Um, we already had a, what was it, a parking garage in New York City collapsed in on itself after there was a explosion uh, in the structure. So, I don't know, anti-tech? Was this like a, a, a carry-off of the, the Unabomber? I don't know. Um, perhaps those cars had it coming. I don't... It, could be. Maybe an eco-terrorist was like, we must stop the cars. Uh, so what have we learned from since uh, Waco and since the Oklahoma City uh, bombing? N nothing. We've, we've learned absolutely nothing. Because uh, as you're going to see in the latest articles I found, uh, all of this stupid stuff is still going on. Everything that led up to these events is still happening. Uh, judge says no evidence of government misconduct in J6 case. Are you serious? Because I've seen the videos of undercover police officers encouraging people to go into the building. Yeah, push that, that barricade down. Climb up on that, that ledge. Help them up. Uh, these are things that were said to encourage rioters... Uh, now, we know that the kids in Chicago uh, a couple days ago, those they were obviously protesters. They, they had the wrong skin color to be rioters or insurrectionists. Um, and just because they were attacking a woman trying to get into a building because of her skin color uh, does not mean that it was a hate crime. Not, not at all. Nope. Um, that had nothing to do with it. Obviously, they are oppressed. <clears throat> 
So yeah, a federal judge overseeing the Proud Boys' seditious conspiracy trial in Washington on April 16th rejected a defendant's calls for a mistrial mm -hmm. and his allegations of evidence tampering, withholding of exculpatory evidence, and government misconduct, which uh, this judge really needs to be fired. And if anything, at the least, there should be a retrial at this point with all the other bullshit added in that was just explained right here. Uh, in a 10-page ruling, the U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly rejected requests from defendant Dominic Peloza Pizzola for a mistrial or a dismissal of charges. Kelly called Pizzola's conclusions bizarre does this mofo know how to read? And said they are they lack legal and factual support. Uh no. You apparently are no longer a judge at this point, you're just a douchebag. Pizzola claimed he was deprived of exculpatory evidence from the video footage aired in March on Fox News Tucker Carlson tonight. Yes, 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 he was deprived of of evidence. This is bullshit. Um, drawn from 41,000 hours of security video from the U.S. Capitol, Fox broadcast claimed that defendant Jacob Chansley, known as the QAnon shaman, was escorted around the building by police on J6. 2021. Pozzola identifies footage of other people treating the Capitol respectfully after entering it. He concluded that the Senate chamber was never violently breached. And there's no evidence of any raucous, raucous, or extremely disruptive or violent demonstration in the Senate chamber. But Pozzola has not shown how any of this relates to an element of an offense which he is charged or how it relates to him at all, the judge wrote. Are you serious? Because you're saying that he's his group... This is a sedition trial. So you're saying his group is responsible for the behaviors of this other people who clearly didn't do the things you're claiming that they did. Therefore, he's responsible for them acting appropriately under the circumstances. I don't understand. This judge is just full of shit. Thus, it does not tend to show his freedom from fault, guilt, or blame. So when do these cops get brought up on charges then? Because they they are not free from fault, guilt, or blame for encouraging the behavior they say happened that day. Kelly wrote that Pozzola was sent a majority of the video he identifies in September 2021, rest and the rest in January. <clears throat> How do you go over 41,000 hours of video evidence to come up with a uh, defense? I, that's what I would like to know. Like, even if they had started then, they'd still be watching this crap today. So this judge is full of shit. Pizzola is one of five defendants charged with seditious conspiracy to attack the U.S. Capitol on J6, 2021. He is on trial for 10 alleged offenses, including using a riot shield to smash Capitol windows. Okay, that's not a very effective way of doing that. Other defendants in the case are Henry Enrique Tario, blah, 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 all these other people. The trial began in December of 2022, could move to closing arguments this week. Kelly ruled that Pozzola has no standing to bring up allegations that the government monitored 
privileged communications between the defendant. They, they know this for a fact. What is he talking about? No, this has been proven. There's evidence here that they were monitored. Like, what is supposed to be sacred in a, a court of law? The communications between the defense and their lawyers is protected against being spied on. So this judge needs to go. Uh, he needs to have his ass fired and be on the streets uh, over on Skid Row somewhere. That'd be nice. Because uh, this is complete bullshit. Uh, he is clearly not doing his job. <sighs> so yeah, this is going to lead to more stupid shit happening in the future. Because clearly the justice, justice system is uh, rigged towards one perspective and not another. So, yeah, uh, leaked document reveals the U.S. spying on U.N. Secretary General. Because why wouldn't we? Classified documents allegedly leaked by Air National Guardsman Jack Texera have revealed that the U.S. is closely spying on U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres and is not happy with his engagement with Moscow. It's the U.N., He's supposed to engage with everybody who's a member. I I don't under... Like, is the UN clearly just geared towards U.S. policy? It's the UN. Uh, several documents detail Guterres' communications, including one that accused him of undermining efforts to take action against Russia over its invasion in Ukraine. Well, perhaps Russia shouldn't be on so many freaking councils in the UN then. The document addresses his communications with Moscow regarding, regarding the grain deal that unlocked Ukraine's Black Sea ports. Okay, so they're mad that he wanted to feed people. That's odd. To broker the deal between Moscow and Kiev, 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 uh, the UN agreed to help facilitate the export of Russian fertilizer and grain, which has been hindered by Western sanctions, Despite exemptions for agricultural goods, the document reads, UN Secretary General Gutierrez is taking steps to accommodate Russia in an effort to protect the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Okay, I don't see a problem with this, which he considers a pivotal UN success and key to addressing global food insecurities. So the U.S. would rather have people starve. That's, that's what I'm reading here. And his actions are undermining broader efforts to hold Moscow accountable for its actions in Ukraine. Meanwhile, we are arming Nazis. Good job, Mark Hamill. Uh, clearly, you learned nothing from that movie you were in 30, 40, 40 plus years ago. You just become the Joker that you played in a cartoon. The document was likely hidden, uh, likely written either in February or March before Russia and Ukraine agreed to extend the grain deal to March 18th. It says in early February, Gutierrez urged Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in a letter to renew the uh, agreement before its terms expired. Gutierrez emphasized his efforts to improve Russia's ability to export, even if that involves sanctioned Russian ent entities or individuals, according to FISA-derived signal intelligence. So yeah, we're spying on this dude for trying to feed people. That's kind of odd. It's almost like they're trying to use starvation as a control tactic in order to get what they want. <clears throat> 
I have a feeling we're just not run by good people. Ah, Fed prosecution of conservative Catholics will involve infiltration, says lawyer who uncovered FBI infiltration playbook. Yeah, kind of like how they infiltrated the Branch Davidians 30 years ago. That ended well. Oh, Utah attorney Jesse Trenadu. Oh, Jesse. Yeah, he's uh, 30, 30, 28 years ago. His brother was murdered by probably the FBI, and he's been on a freaking rampage ever since. Jesse Trenadu, the brother of uh, Kenneth Trenadu, who uh, drank a beer and ended up dead in Oklahoma. That's really the condensed story. He violated his probation by having a beer, and they transferred him to a federal prison in Alreno, Oklahoma, where he later died due to the torture that he was under. Has been fighting the federal government in court for 28 years since the suspicious death of his brother in the aftermath of the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. Trentadu suspects his brother was killed in a violent interrogation that was later ruled a self-deletion. Despite significant evidence suggesting federal agents murdered him 28 years ago. Yeah, probably the same douchebags that killed, uh, 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 why am I drawing a freaking blank right now? Oh, the cop. Uh, anyways, um, Terrence Yeeke, Jesus Christ, I need some coffee. Yeah, probably the same douchebags that killed Terrence Yeeke. As part of documenting his brother's death, Trinidad has regularly issued Freedom of Information Act requests to obtain documents and files, and in this process uncovered a series of major federal procedures for the systemic infiltration of American institutions, political organizations, Congress, judicial staff, defense councils, politicians, media outlets, yeah, we know that thanks to Elon, and has previously gone unnoticed. This system is known within the Federal Bureau of Investigations as the Sensitive Informant Program. Sensitive, huh? Uh, relates to high-level, highly-placed individuals who regularly provide compromising confidential information to the National Police Force. Trinidad shared the FBI's manual for handling confidential informants with the Gateway Pundit that would govern the management of these spies within organizations, making it makes quite clear, even though copious, unnecessary deletions, and redactions that sources are recruited to spy on their co-workers, subordinates, and others within their workplace. Wow. Conservatives are looking for ways to boycott move spending away from woke corporations. There is one way to do it. Trying to do warns uh, that these signals that... Is that supposed to be an ad? Looking... Hmm... Weird. It's like they just added like a, a freaking ad that looks just like the other text. Trinidad warns that the signals that the FBI is targeting Catholic churches for prosecution is a strong signal that they will use this process to target and identify key sources in place, high places to compromise the church. 
What's being reported right now is that the FBI is merely developing sources in traditional Catholic churches, according to this story at Fox. Okay. But Trinidu says... What they are doing behind the scenes away from any oversight or scrutiny is likely much worse. Instead of just collecting information, he says they actively encourage their spies to commit crimes to justify prosecutions. Yeah, we, we already know that to be true. According to the Trinidad, in 2012, my friend Roger Charles and I discovered that the FBI had a secret surveillance program known as the Sensitive Informant Program that was not designed to target either actual violations of federal law or even suspected violations of federal law. <clears throat> it was far more sinister because the objective was to recruit confidential informants who are in the most senior roles in the media, Congress, and among the clergy. They even recruit White House staff and defense attorneys for this program. Defense attorneys. Gee... I wonder why things are falling apart with the J6 defendants. Hmm. A surveillance program like this is simply spying and in many cases is a violation of both law and the Constitution, says Trinidad. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan has already warned that he's uncovered the Richmond, Virginia FBI admitting that they are already utilizing undercover agents to infiltrate conservative Catholic circles. Part of what Trinidad has uncovered also involves the PATCON operation, which a lot of people love to talk about, where FBI undercover agents go in and entrap individuals using violence in order to give the government the authority to prosecute large classes of people with little to no due process protections. Like J6. That's weird. The sensitive informant program poses perhaps the greatest internal threat to democracy in this country since the Civil War, and I believe that it is key component to the current political weaponization of the FBI. That program is still alive and well is obvious from the recent revelations by the House Judiciary Committee that the FBI has informants embedded in the Catholic Church and Congress. Trinidad adds House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jordan needs to wake the hell up and see the big picture, which is that the committee's revelations about the FBI informants being placed in the Catholic Church and Congress is just the tip of the iceberg. The FBI declined to comment for this article. Of course they did. They're, they're a little busy trying to get somebody to, I don't know, shove a pipe bomb in their rectum or something. So, yeah, <clears throat> that's still going on. This is... 28 years later, and uh, they're still doing the same stupid shit that led to, oh, I don't know, local Oklahoma City bombing. Because Timothy McVeigh was obviously part of PatCon in one way or another. I don't give a shit how you play it, whether his, his handler was a member of PatCon or he was the actual dude from PatCon. I don't care. Uh, PatCon was definitely involved in that uh, circumstance. Saudi foreign minister lands in Syria, meets Assad. Now, this is not domestic in any way, but this, I believe, ties into our policies since 9-11, which is why we keep the Middle East unstable, but China's coming in and they're like, hey, why don't we all shake hands, play nice, and we can get the Americans out of here, and everyone's like, 
That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, so... Saudi, Saudi Arabia is meeting with Assad. Uh, in first sense, war start in 2011. So 12 years this stuff's been going on, and he hasn't met with any other uh, leaders in the Middle East. This is the visit that Washington policymakers and establishment Middle East experts have been dreading, and signals that the West proxy war to oust Assad is definitely over. At least in terms of the ends of Hawks and Neocons' longtime hopes of seeing Assad overthrown. Like, we would be able to put in whoever it is we want in Syria. That makes absolutely no freaking sense. Russia definitely has the control over the region. And uh, Turkey's not on our side either. So, I don't know what the hell these people are thinking. Other than they're not thinking and they're reading some freaking history book from the 1970s. Saudi Foreign Minister Prince uh, blah, 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 Farhan landed in Damascus uh, on Tuesday for the first time since the start of the war in 2011. It's also an image that many people thought would never happen and paves the way for possible future visit of Assad to Saudi Arabia where he could eventually meet directly with King Salman or Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The high-level visit comes just following last week's surprise trip by Syrian Foreign Minister Mikdad to the kingdom. Clearly, relations are fast being restored and rumors that the next move is for Assad to be invited back to the Arab League. Huh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is being encouraged by China, but uh, let's see what they have to say. Uh, according to uh, already the United Arab Emirates has resumed relations with Syria in 2018. Other regional countries now seem to be lining up to restore normal relations. And keep in mind, our guys are continuously under attack now through uh, Iranian forces in Syria. This has been an ongoing thing, not just that one uh, uh, rocket attack. For example, Tunisia and Syria agreed to fully restore relations last week after a three-day visit of Syrian uh, Mikdad to Tunis. Uh, This wave of thawed relations between Assad and Arab states is without doubt helped in a large degree by the Chinese-brokered peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Yeah, China's making all the moves over there, and they're just like, hey, if you just stop killing each other, we can all make some serious cash. Syria is Iran's closest ally uh, in the Levant and is also a hub of support to Lebanese Hezbollah. It's likely to complicate the U.S. brokered Abraham Accords. Yeah, remember when Trump was actually like making peace deals in the Middle East, and then they got rid of Trump and... All of a sudden, Biden's like, no, we're going back to the same shitty policies we had before. And everybody ignored the peace deals that Trump was making. I'm not saying Trump is the the greatest, badass, whatever president of all time. No, Uh, he did some really horribly stupid stuff, too. But he was making peace in the Middle East. And nobody talked about it. Absolutely no one. No one ever talked about the Abraham Accords. So, uh... If you want to know why shit went down in the Middle East ever since Biden took office, look at the man who's shitting his pants. It's pretty obvious. It's likely to complicate the U.S. brokered Abraham Accords and may hinder recognition between 
Saudi Arabia and Israel. Nobody cares about Israel. And as one person put it recently, as the the less uh, as long as Israel remains uh, uh, useful to the United States, like we'll help them. But if they stop being useful in the region, which <laughs> with all these peace deals being brokered, uh, they're going to have, that's probably going to end up being the next Ukraine. Uh, a bunch of these guys are going to get together and be like, we can get these a-holes out of here now and uh, just have it back to the way it was, you know, prior to World War II. Um, I have a feeling that with all these peace deals being made, uh, eventually uh, Israel flexing their nuts is no longer going to be uh, acceptable. And they're going to, I don't know, do something stupid, especially to Iran. And then the rest of the Middle East is just going to be like, okay, you guys are done. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, that's what I have for today. Uh, clearly, nothing was learned from the Oklahoma City bombing. Nothing had been learned from what happened at Waco. And I would like to uh, close out with mentioning one other thing that happened back in 2001, which uh, not many people know about. There was a place in southwest Michigan called Rainbow Farms which was run by two gay dudes who liked the party. Um, they would have music concerts and get-togethers, and people anybody could come and bring their own uh, recreational uh, supply of things. And uh, <laughs> Waco, huh? Aren't they making... They've made several movies, and now they have that TV show, which is complete garbage, Over a Pipe, Good Morning, so yeah, Rainbow Farms, uh, I don't remember exactly why they got raided. I want to believe that it was, uh, they didn't pay taxes, and then they got raided, they found some marijuana plants, and then they were accused of distributing marijuana to the people coming to their concerts, which was not the case. Uh, you could bring your own stuff, you could use your own stuff, they didn't really give a crap, and they had some big bands for the time playing at these events. Uh, but eventually they got raided. Uh, there was a shootout between the guys who owned the property and uh, the agents who were trying to arrest them. And eventually, oh yeah, uh, just like uh, previous events, they set their own buildings on fire and died while shooting at police. Yeah, because people tend to do that when they're protecting the property. They they burn themselves alive doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me but uh yeah so uh that's an event that you can look up there's a few videos on youtube discussing it what exactly happened there's also the book burning rainbow farms and uh this happened not long before 9-11 so this event takes place these two guys are killed uh or died or self-deleted depending on the story you want to go by uh, these two guys uh, just wanted to have a good time and a bunch of squares came in and said, no, absolutely not. This is not acceptable. Uh, 
Who knows? Uh, it just seems like it's one of those things that you think the Dems would get behind and say like, hey, why were these two dudes who loved each other murdered? Like, why couldn't they just be left alone? But no, you don't hear shit about that. Um, so, yeah, Rainbow Farms, kind of a sequel to Waco. Uh, you didn't hear about because then... Twin Towers were hit, the Pentagon was hit, <clears throat> we had other things in the news, nobody was talking about that at all, um, I remember there was some other stuff that went down, uh, and wasn't, oh yeah, there's the New York cop who was off duty and shot and killed some dude at a strip club, wasn't allowed to be at the strip club because it was against New York uh, policy for the police to be at those locations, and that disappeared from the news, too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that disappeared. Oh, the $2.3 trillion from the Pentagon budget that was unaccounted for, that, that disappeared. Yeah, so uh, who knows? Maybe this inflation will disappear if something happens soon at some point. You know. Okay, over a pipe, not to get completely off topic, but didn't the DOD say that the leaked documents by the young guy were altered? Um, yeah, I think they were trying to hide the actual information that he had released. So they released their own doctored versions of it, which um, that's my belief, uh, because clearly the numbers that were uh, originally uh, released uh, showed that Ukraine had a higher death count. It was like seven to one. Like the Russians were killing seven Ukrainians for every Russian that was killed. Um, that Ukraine was going to run out of munitions by May. Like all the actual information. And then all of a sudden there's this other one that was like, no, this, this is the real one. No, no, it's not. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. They're trying to say that it was altered by Russia to make them look good. Uh, no one's believing that. Uh, I, I tend to believe that's complete BS. Plus, they scrubbed all the websites and then they came out and said, like, no, 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 this is all uh, Russian propaganda. Okay, so is this guy actually releasing sensitive information that's a detriment and possibly uh, fatal to Ukraine and U.S. soldiers over there? Or is it just Russian propaganda and it's all a lie? Because Russia's saying that they think that it was all released in order to trick them. So if they're arresting the dude, clearly the information got out that they did not want release, which is Ukraine is suffering horrible losses. They're probably going to lose the war. Um, it's the same shit that we heard about in Afghanistan for 20 years. It's turning around. We, we have the sympathy and the, the backing of the Afghan people. They don't want the Taliban back. Yeah, well, now the Taliban's back in power because Biden, like, Biden doesn't know how to pull out. Ugh. So, yeah, if he printed them, uh... If he printed them out, how could he alter them? Well, the photos of the printouts were altered. Anyway, back on topic. Yeah, so they took close-ups of documents and they altered uh, what those were saying. So that explains that. And uh, yeah, I've got to go to work in a few minutes. So that's the end of this live stream. And I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Stay safe. It is April 19th. And um, it's a very 
not so good anniversary. And for some reason, things like to happen around this time. Originally, I think Columbine was supposed to happen on the 19th, and then for whatever reason, it was delayed for a day. Um, because Hitler's birthday sounded better. Obviously, these guys weren't stoners. Why would you kill a party like that? So, anyways, um, April 19th, not such a good day. Um, don't forget the, the things that happened today. One way or another, it's not good. And uh, whether you're thinking of the Branch Davidians or you're thinking of the Oklahoma City bombing. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, uh, Terrence Yeeke did not kill himself.